Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. Hello. Tonight our topic is really a much to do about nothing again. Now we're actually going to talk about a continuing theme on a couple blogs, uh, museum or not museum, bad changes to the park, how could it be fixed, can it be fixed, uh, all that kind of stuff. Things of that nature. Um, yeah. There's something else I wanted to jump in there and I just lost it. Oh well. Getting uh, old, Mike. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. Age. Um, we Greg refers to blogs. You know, we talked about the the reimagining blog on Blogspot, Imagineer eBirth at Blogspot.com, and in there they have a link to another one called Rocco Blog, and it's a guy who's taken some of those thoughts on the reimagining blog and he's added his own questions to it. Some of them are very thought-provoking. Some of them make Greg unhappy. They tend to get him to make you a little... What's the word I'm looking for, Greg? Incensed? Hey, that's probably a good word, sure. Um, oh, I also want to... That's what I was going to say. I wanted to... We want to thank all of you for putting up... Not putting up with, but still listening through all the interview shows we've done. Um... You know, little little behind the scenes secret is that we record all that stuff in one day, both shows with Lou and with Brad, and um, we chop them up for bandwidth concerns. And, and now we're going to be back to our usual ranty selves. Yeah, it gave us a bit of a podcast vacation. Yeah, and all you know, uh, some of it worked out well because in the middle of this, my father-in-law died. I had to do a eulogy and. Multimedia presentations, all kinds of you know crap stuff. I well, not crap stuff, but stuff I needed to do for the hard, family. So. Yeah, hard stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it's. Worked plus, out. I have my yeah. Plus, I have my other podcast to do. You know, I'm a busy guy. Uh, all right. Yeah, I just wanted to. That's what I wanted to say. I want to say thanks for. Yeah, listening. thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I'm sure uh, Brad and Lou enjoyed letting you all in on a little of their backstory and some of their history too. Yeah, well, you know, I met with Brad in the park when he was down here gathering a lot of footage for his vidcast, and that that was a pleasure. Uh, I'm still looking for the piece of audio where we got asked for our autograph. There's actually a woman sitting next to us listening to us talk and decided she better get us before we left, and uh, it was it was kind of fun. I'm not going to believe it till I hear it. Oh, you, you guys are terrible. That's what his wife said. You're, act, you're acting just like Brad's wife. Okay? You, you, I knew you were a woman. You oh, shut punk. up. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, you know, while I mentioned all that other stuff I had to do, like my other podcast, you know, so I'm still plugging, because DPN's not plugging for me, so i got to plug for oh. myself. You know, ImagineeringMyWay.com. Uh, so I had new pictures of the pieces of eight that just opened on there. It was in the park uh, hey, last I, week. I know for a fact two people listened to you because on the DPN forum, yeah, they gave oh, you. Oh, so I, I have they, a, Wait a second. They gave you. <laughs> hang on a second. They no, gave no, you. No, I'm laughing what? at something. Sorry. Okay, because they gave you condolences. Yeah, no, about, no, no. That was very and the, and nice. The, and I the appreciate only reason that. they, the only way they could have given you condolences was to listen to your show number four. Was, well, that's yeah. That's that because I keep plug. That's right. Because I keep plugging it on our show. All right, but what, why is laughing? Is because you said two people. So I'm like, woohoo! I'm up one from the last <laughs> well, time. Well, one was yeah. Jeff. So <laughs> he's just a podcast <laughs> whore anyway. <laughs> right. But you know, and all this too, this this podcast vacation we had. I was, I'm, I'm going to make another cheap plug here. 
I was working on my wife's website because she recently got published for her first book. So if you happen to be typing websites in and you want to go over to kmnbooks.com, that's K is in uh, Karen, M is in Michelle, and N is in Nut, Karen Michelle Nut, kmnbooks.com. We're a little upset that the book's a bit pricey, but this particular publisher... Uh, set the price. We didn't have much of a choice in that. But if you like time travel romance novels, which I'm not a big fan of, time travel, yeah, romance, no. But uh, go over there and read, uh, check it out. There's some links to where you can purchase it if you feel so inclined. But anyways, another cheap, shameless plug. Okay. <laughs> Maybe by the end of the show, I'll think of something else to something, plug. I don't okay, know. yeah. Greg's garage sale, right? <laughs> Coming next Saturday. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> As they say, visit my store on eBay. Yeah. No, just kidding. All right. All right. So, which of these elements do we want to discuss first? The, the latest reimagining blog is dated Tuesday, June sixth, and the headline is "Disneyland is not a museum." And it goes on showing pictures of Disneyland in the past, calling them museum, and then Disneyland now not a museum. And yeah, uh, but you know, there he's. Even though it says Disneyland is not a museum with an exclamation, they're really taking a stab at, um, here's what it used to look like when people said it was a museum. Here's what it looks like now when it's not a museum. And, it, you know, it's not flattering. No. The changes aren't necessarily But they chose the absolute, well, best examples are the worst changes that have been done. Uh, you know, let's go back and figure... You know, back in the time machine, Walt died in 1966, right? December yep. 1966. So in that time between December of 1966 and today, in 2006, wow, look at that. We're Almost on a, 40 years, yeah. Yeah, 40 years. Uh, there have been a lot of changes, many of them very good. Now, some might say that's because those changes, which were not too long after his death, still had a lot of the old vanguard Still around that knew what Walt wanted to do, or had his had his hands on you know pirates obviously or, you know well yeah pirates I think the actual last attraction that he was involved with by Red Wright was Country Bear Jamboree, which unfortunately we just lost for the pilot poo yeah um, well you know what I can't say pilot poo I actually for a dark ride semi enjoy that ride I'm more disappointed which I think what is people's biggest bitch about it is they lost a fine attraction, which was Country Bear, for a dark ride that just isn't up to the quality of Correct. a full AA show that the previous one was. Correct. And I've mentioned before that I thought there could have been a good compromise by keeping one one of the two theaters of Country Bear and then doing the dark ride. Of course, they didn't ask me, so you know they got their pile of poo. But I do like the idea of how the dark ride comes out similar to uh, my other thing on the the axe or the the chopping block, the uh, Alice in Wonderland. It's kind of neat when the the actual ride vehicle comes outside because you're used to always being inside on those kind of things. So I actually think that's kind of kind of cool. But you know, if you look at things like Big Thunder, okay, Big Thunder, nothing that Walt had his hand in. No, great attraction at both parks, uh, both stateside parks. Um, what's a Splash Mountain, again, nothing Walt had anything to do with other than, you know, the original movie. 
Uh, we had a lot of problems getting the one going here at Disneyland, but we overcame <laughs> those. And the one at Walt Disney World, a fine attraction also. So, again, good two good major attractions, Space Mountain. Now, you could say Walt was kind of involved in that because there was a Space Mountain concept. Yes. The concept, though, I leave it at concept because it wasn't much beyond a drawing, an, yeah. a drawing of an exterior and some ideas of what they wanted to do, possibly in the interior, but that, that was about it. Uh, he left with, with a, at the time, a new Tomorrowland, which, you know, I kept complaining when I worked there that we're in yesterday land. And then, unfortunately, yeah. they came up with that, what was it, uh, Tomorrowland 1998 or whatever, the, yeah, yeah. that, that Jules Verne Jules concept, Verne. which, you know, that might work in Paris Disneyland because they love their Jules Verne. Sure. But, but here in America, we love our... The idea, though... You know, futuristic ideas, sure. I guess. But the idea of somebody's, you know, what what someone in the 1890s thought the future would be, you know, might not suffer from aging out as fast as... You know, 1967 Tomorrowland saying, "Hey, this is what it's gonna look like in 1984." You know, that ages out. They're trying. They're the idea was to put something up, a look and a feel that could last longer than five, ten years before it needed to be redone again. Anyway. Okay, I'm I'm gonna answer. I don't want to step all over you because I know people <laughs> bitch about that all the time. But um, it's you know it's really hard in the studio with all this crap we have around here to you know really see each other and you know do all that. But here's here's my my thoughts on that. That's a great concept if you actually do it. Do but it well, you mean? Because they, well, they did no, it. No, 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 no. It, well, listen, listen to okay. my logic. Well, okay. my logic doesn't mean it's real logical. Um, but all we did to our Tomorrowland to make it look like we were looking at the future from Jules Verne's time was paint it those kind of dark, metallic, rusty colors. Space Mountain was still Space Mountain as we knew it. Star Tours has nothing to do with the Jules Verne future. Correct. The the Orbitron was the only thing that might have been sort of Jules Verne. If you like it, I think it's in a bad place and should have just you know they could have just put the Orbitron where the rocket jets were and left it there. That you mean Astro Orbiter, right? Whatever that thing's called, okay. you see how much I like it. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, and the well, the thing that plays music and spins up. I don't even know what well, that thing's see, called. See, moving the astro, or moving the rocket jets up front, and calling that whatever takes away the weenie. Yeah, but forget the weenie part at the moment. We're we're just still talking about the concept of seeing the future from the past, so it won't age because you're you're taking a snippet of time and viewing the future from there. So at this time, we'll see. Did we still? Oh, we didn't have America uh, the Beautiful anymore. By that, or what was the last one in there? It wasn't America the Beautiful? American was, Journeys. Uh, American, American Journeys, Journeys in China. China. So when they had repainted and made the new Tomorrowland, they had also put in rocket rods, which unfortunately failed miserably. Too many corners cut, apparently. Well. I, I think so. You know, what's funny is I had an argument with Richard about this. Uh, it's the same technology, from what I understand, as Test Track. And it was diver, diverged, taken from Test Track. Derived. Is yeah, that the word you're looking for? Thank you. Derived. <laughs> Yet it, it opened before Test Track because Test Track had its own share of problems. And, of course, yeah, they cut the corners. Why didn't they bank the turn so you didn't have to slow down every two seconds? I mean, it was, it was a, like... 
it was like a ride with someone who can't drive a clutch. <laughs> the time I got off, I had to urinate because you know you just stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. It's like riding my with my wife in the car. I mean, it's, 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 it was terrible. So they didn't really give us a view of the future from the past. No. All they no. did was paint, paint it. Paint it to look like you're right. Okay. Star Star Tours. I mean, not Star Tours. Forget. You know, there was no way to make Star Tours fit in to that view of the future. Space Mountain. Could it have been Jules Verne's uh, Rocket to the Moon? Could sure. they have twisted the story a little bit? Had you go through some smoke here and there? Put this, you know, that dumb moon with the the projectile the projectile and the. I mean, you could have maybe tried a little bit. I don't think I would have liked that, but you could have tried. Yes. And they, and they didn't try it. You know, the uh, the the Institute, what do they call it? The Imagination Institute, or this uh, dumb shrinking the audience movie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, the first time I saw it, I actually think it's kind of cool. It just has nothing to, for me to do with Tomorrowland other than it's supposedly future technology. Again, it's a movie that's, you know, dated now and... Uh, my only my oldest I think remembers that movie. Even the the series, which was done poorly, uh, I, I, is not on anymore. So I, you know, I don't like any. I didn't like any incarnation of that 3D stuff. I used to go watch Captain Neo because it made me laugh. Well, but, you know what? I like to go watch it because Jennifer Rhodes was one of the dancers and she was up close in the front. Jennifer Rhodes. Oh, well, I think her f- first name was Rhodes. His name was Jennifer. She was. Do you remember that movie with Gene Simmons? And uh, Tom Selleck oh, yeah. and Runaway, Runaway, Runaway. The, little, the little robot bug things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that. Jennifer she, Rhodes. She was. Um, What's her last name? It's Rhodes. Is her last name? I can't remember her first name. I know. But anyways, talking. she's in that. And she she was a dancer for I guess the Tubes and other. You know, she's she's hot and she was in front and dancing and. You know, at that time I kind of liked some of the music. I liked the, the strong bass that just thundered through the the theater. Yeah, the, but the music was good. You know, but you know, come on. We also We're like, going in. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> That's exactly that was Which on. has a whole new meaning these days. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Especially from coming from his mouth. Exa- well, that's, that's what I was inferring. Um, I actually, I, the first incarnation, before they enclosed it, and they just showed the 3D movie that started out at the Journey to Imagination, and they, they just showed it in the outdoor theater at night. I think it was still outside at that time. Cynthia Rose, uh, by the way. Cynthia, thank you. What did you do? Go look it up on Google? Of course Google. I did. Not, not Google uh, uh, IMDb. Oh, okay. She, was, she's, she hasn't been in that much stuff. She was in... Uh, no, she hasn't, she was but she's hot. Dancing. She was Dirty Dancing. Yes, she was. She and was did she movie. dance dirty? Ooh. She was in a movie called Flying. Never heard of it. Never heard of that uh, one. Runaway. She was on an episode of Fantasy Island in 1984. <laughs> they're playing. They're uh, playing. <laughs> uh, staying Alive. Yep. Yep. Flash Dance. Then, oh, yeah, yeah, she was in that too. And then right. some movie called Curse of the Crystal Eye. Oh, and almost every one of them had dancing. Uh, there's very few non-dancing roles for her. But, she, man, she can, whew, yeah, she, she can move. I remember she looked pretty good. She looked pretty flexible, too. Right. But I All digress because right. that's, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of off the subject. So, Rhodes was in was an EO, huh? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah she was one of the dancers up front. All right. I'm pretty, you know, somebody out there is probably going to point me out that I'm wrong. If it wasn't, man, it sure looked like her, and I, it still caught my interest. Still a hottie, yeah. Yeah, still a hottie. Um... So anyway, they just didn't do it properly in my in, in my mind. Okay. So that you know, that's my rant on Tomorrowland. But, I you know, I like the old Tomorrowland, and if you could have accepted Tomorrowland as a look at the future from a late fifties, sixties 
kind of point of view, but they would have had to rework some of the storylines here and there Reverse to it. always try to remind you that you're in the 50s looking yeah. forward well, or the 60s okay, looking how about, forward. How about this? How about this? If they can do Jules Verne in Paris, where it's the 1890s looking forward to the 1930s, how come that can work but not 1960s looking to the 1980s? Why? Okay. You know, well, if, here's, here's my thoughts. I haven't been to Paris, so I don't give a... F- no. Um, they. I don't know how they've handled Space Mountain other than I think they're on Space Mountain version 2 now, they're calling yeah, it or yeah. something like that, Mission 2. They've got a Nautilus submarine that you can walk down <laughs> into that concrete, looks pretty cool. It's a concrete Yeah, construct. but, you know, when it's in water and all that, you That's don't notice funny. it as much. It's it's pretty. I think the whole concept of being going down into it, it it's pretty cool. Um, it shouldn't, you know, and I, I maybe, the, you know, the frogs accept far more than we do. I don't know. But the problem, I think, with our Tomorrowland is people grew up with it, and they remember when it was new, and it never changed, and it never changed. Okay, yeah, we added America Sings. What did that have to do with tomorrow? Nada. Nothing. You know? Uh, what did some people's favorite ride, which to me was just a make-out ride, uh, um, <laughs> Monsanto's Journey to Inner Space, what did that have to do with the future, other than maybe the technology that they could shrink us down into the mighty microscope? I don't know. I mean, the concept of knowing the molecules and what's in there and all that, current, wasn't future, other than if you could really believe that the concept was we had the technology to shrink you. Okay, that would be a futuristic concept. What did Circle Vision have to do with the future, other than future filmmaking, potentially? Well, sure. Uh, that, you know, Maybe down the line, we'd have theaters like that out in, in the public, which which actually be kind of cool if you could do a full uh, feature film like that. I think it'd be kind of, that'd be rocking. Can you imagine The Rock, you know, that, that, that car chase, oh. and you're sitting there in a theater like that? That'd the be kind of cool. Uh, see, no, you don't gonna... like The Rock, I know. No, no, it's, the, Rock, it's... the Rock was actually a fun story. I like Sean Connery. Sometimes I like Nicolas Cage. What I don't like is Michael Bay. I know. Get off your Michael Bay rant. This hey, is not your rant. Hey. This is my rant. Oh, Shut yeah. Up. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're the only one allowed to rant in this show. Is that what That's right. Be? That's right. Okay. Well, you know, if we want to do a Michael Bay association with Disney uh, Hollywood Films uh, feature, that might be something right that hey, down. I just do want to ask him if he's ever heard of a tripod. I want to ask him if he's ever heard of leaving his camera still for three seconds. You know, you know it's what? It's wor- hey, it's, it's working for him, isn't it? He's making more money than you are making oh, films. Sure, because I'm not a filmmaker. He started out as a commercial. He made commercials, and watching his films like watching a bunch of commercials. Struck you, know, you know what you sound like? You sound what? like those the people that you hate, which is movie reviewers, which you say are movie reviewers because they couldn't make movies themselves. Oh yeah, and you're doing the same thing. No, I'm giving you my logical reason hey, why I don't like did, his stuff. Did you like the latest um, Charlie's Angels? Never saw it. Oh, okay. Because if if I remember right, when I saw a little behind the scenes thing, the guy that um, directed it, I believe his prior directing skills were on um, videos, music, music videos. videos. Well, now where are these guys making these leap and jumps back, from back in you the know day. commercials to music videos into feature films? I'm not. There doesn't seem to be any do pain as you know assistant directors or they're just uh, jumping right into the big time. Yeah. Back in the day, there used to be. You know, something to say, be said about making a music video because they would try to make stories out of them or whatever. And nowadays, it's just 
film of them standing up on stage. I don't know. I, I don't watch music videos anymore. Uh, I guess I've grown up. I've I don't know. I've aged out of that, too. Yeah, it's just... All right. You know, I, yeah, I turn on MTV, and half the time it's stupid shows. It's not even a music video. So I end up on VH1 on, you know, I'm not, Remember the 80s or we're something. We're no longer right? in their target demographic. We, you know, that is true. MTV. All that trash... All those trashy shows that I tell my kids to turn off because it's it's really... It's garbage. I don't know. I don't, the last maybe thing, Je- maybe Jeff from Houston might like that. The crap, last thing I used to watch on MTV was Celebrity Deathmatch. That was oh, that was funny. That was that was perversely funny, but it was funny. Okay, all right. So what other screw ups? Right, so I almost said the f bomb. What other screw ups do these guys think they did at the park? I mean, I, they seem to be fixated on the rocket jets um, and the, some of the Tomorrowland and uh, stuff, and I really don't. No, why is it, you say Astro Orbiter? Astro Orbiter used to be called Rocket Jets, not Astro Orbiter. But here, yeah, why why didn't they do like they did in in Florida and just leave it where it was? I don't know. Now, now let's do, some, let's just back up to some of the history on the Rocket Jets because I'm pretty sure I'm correct on this. And Richard, would, I know if Richard was here, he'd correct me if I'm not correct. But I believe that the mechanism that uh, made the original Rocket Jets work. Was off of a was it a B fifty no not a B fifty two B seventeen gun turret or something some it came from off of a, an aircraft from what I understood and who knows maybe it just at the time of rehab or when they were going to do it it just had to be totally rebuilt so again why couldn't they just totally rebuilt it up there is there something wrong with the structure they're not telling any of you any of us or <laughs> it's possible because that new that new thing is kind of large. You what, know? the lower half of the rocket jets that, that comes alive every so often does some musical dance? No, no, I'm just saying um, maybe the new Astral Orbiter oh. is is too large for the structure oh, okay. without oh, the, doing major stuff uh, structural... Top, I mean, okay. Yeah. If they were to have taken the present Astral Orbiter that's in the entrance of Tomorrowland, put it up at the top, like the rocket just used to be like it is at Disney World, Maybe our platform, again, why not just retrofit it then? But maybe there was an issue with uh, the elevators. You know, we we have Cal OSHA. Who knows what kind of crap we may have had with... You'd think elevators would meet all ADA, all requirements necessary, but maybe not. I don't know. Do you know what I like about rocket jets is when you went up, you're up high. Yes, you know, that is good, pretty you're cool. You're a good three, three, three and a half stories off the ground at that point. Well, just being up there walking... To get to your little rocket jet, and you know, you get a good view of Tomorrowland. I always thought that was kind of cool being yeah. way up there. Uh, but I always liked—I have to say—I always preferred uh, Disney World's Magic Kingdom's rocket jets because, to me, that was the next step. I mean, these these rockets were—I guess something you know you would have saw in the '60s, but by the time Disney World was built, they were already looking towards kind of the space shuttle reentry yep. vehicle kind of a. A thing, uh, not unlike the thing that uh, was it. Steve Austin crashed in the <laughs> Six Million Dollar Man, but uh, so who knows? But you know, retrofitted. If it had to, you know, I can't believe that retrofitting would have cost more than moving that stupid thing down to the entry, which, like you said, goes back to the weenie thing, the drawdown into yeah. Tomorrowland. No reason to go in there. Um, yeah, you know, I I was reading something. Someone's putting something in one of the blogs. It might have been DPN about. The size of Disneyland's castle, and and uh, he had said something. This person who had posted about the reason it was so small is because Walt didn't want it to be seen f- 
from the other lands. Well, not necessarily outside, but from the other lands, to keep every land kind of its own uh, environment. Yet, of course, he approved the size of the castle for Disney World because he was still alive with early development of uh, the Magic Kingdom out there. Um, Obviously, the Matterhorn can be seen from everywhere in the park. Yep. So I actually think it's more having to do with budget constraints and what was available at the time when they built the park. Uh, now, Richard had told me that there were some stories floating around the park that there was a time when uh, they wanted to improve the castle, but it's considered a historical landmark and was kind of poo-pooed on to do any major changes to it as far as heights or uh, anything like that. But I don't know. You know, I mean, there are so many rumors and have truths and speculations uh, 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 that go through out the cast you know. members. You know, it's you never yeah. know which oh, one geez. is a, they, a true they statement. They tell people, they tell guests stuff as if it were the truth, and it's half-assed. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about this before we were podcasting. I've been, you know, I saw the Da Vinci Code. I think last week or the week before. I've been re-listening to my uh, unabridged audio version of it. And you know, if, if you take any of it as a grain of truth, or just take it as a story, and you know, you hear about possibly what. You know, the Catholic Church is has whitewashed or covered up all this old history, you know, if you go with the story. Isn't that kind of in a way where we've got to with Disneyland? Walt is such a an icon, a an American legend That's right. that people have forgotten what the truth about Walt is. And on, on that note, I've got to get into my uh, refrigerator and... And get one of my adult beverages to to toast Walt All because right, yeah. you know we we sure know that he drank adult beverages. Oh gosh! Well, here's the funny is that well, should I light up my cigar so I can be like the smoker he ahead. was? Sure, I'll, you know. Yeah, he drank and smoked, wore a mustache, yeah. didn't let anybody else. We didn't all know. Well, that. no, but you know, okay, wait, well, that whole mustache thing that came up again too. I know we're going all over the place here, but I saw something about that again, and I and it kind of pisses me off every time I hear that. Yeah, hey, Walt had a mustache. Why couldn't anybody at Disneyland have a mustache? He's a freaking boss. That's why. Well, that's one thing. He so signed your, theoretically, signed your paycheck, right? Okay, anybody at the studio, Imagineering, those people could have had beards, mustaches, you know, uh, whatever they wanted. It was the park that didn't have that. And that wasn't true. If I, I'm pretty sure I got my history right here. When the park first opened, that wasn't a policy. And if, if the stories are true, from what I hear, part of the reason some of the, the dress codes came up, because as Walt's walking around the park, and you, you got the 50s now, he's got a woman working on Main Street with a beehive hairdo. Doesn't quite fit the turn of the century <laughs> thing, right, does it? That's right. You get a guy with a little bit of long hair in the future, maybe the future's version is this clean-cut, all-American... Uh, uh, you know, Frontierland with long yeah, hair would be a, would, would, would might be okay, but maybe the handlebar mustache that the guy's got all waxed up in Tomorrowland doesn't fit, but it sure fit in Tomorrow or Frontierland maybe. Yeah, yeah. So the dress code for you know the women and the men having to do with facial hair and makeup and fingernail polish and hair all came to keep the show sure. consistent. Has nothing to do with you know any. Wild ideas about if people should have mustaches or not, or he had one, screw the rest of them. It had to do with the overall show. <laughs> yes, I know. But, you know, the first answer is supposed to be the one that keeps people to, gets people to shut up. 
What's well, that? He's the boss, damn it. He can do whatever oh. he wants. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Well, I don't know. That might have worked in the 50s. I tell you, by now, I'm experiencing that at work all the time. That's why I envy Jeff working for himself. Well, you know, there's a time people never talk back to the boss. And the crap I hear sometimes, I wish I could just smack some of these people. But anyways. Well, you could show them the door. That too. Well, Rocco here. Who, Rocco. Who comments, Sounds like a porn star. Or something. Rocco. Rocco blog, right? He, he's commenting <laughs> on the reimagining blog. Yes. And, and he has a paragraph here called The Relevance of Walt. And he used the word icon. And his first sentence is, with regard to the icon of Walt, in quotes, and the way in which his name, his dreams, vision, etc., are co-opted by persons who are not Walt. He says, I'd say Disneyland has Disney's name on it because he imagined it and he found a way to have it built. He obviously had some very different ideas about what the theme park experience is going to be and, and much of what made him personally happy went into the park. The nostalgia represented the buildings and attractions of Disneyland as the idealized view of a Midwestern man born at the turn of the last century. Walt Disney was a youngster, the people of his parents and grandparents' generations probably experienced Lincoln assassination, much like some of us and our parents experienced the Kennedy assassination. Well, I wouldn't know about that. But this leads to two questions. The first is the question of relevance. Maybe he's a little older than yeah. us. To Walt Disney, the park was full of relevance because it brought back to him a safe and loving world that he had known since he was a child in Missouri. Through it, he also looked forward to his idealized version of the future. In one land of the park, he put forth a plan for, changing, for a changing world. In others, he preserved a version of the past that was never meant to change. And in a land of fantasy, he presented a world that, was never, that never was nor ever will be except in our imaginations. Does this translate to relevance for an audience in today's society? Question. Good question. If he was successful in creating an environment of joyful escapism, and I'd say that's a fair assessment, then it's completely relevant as a concept. Are individual attractions relevant to today's audience? Only so far as they still entertain and engage the audience. And then he goes on to next, the, where the next, ver the next question comes into play, what would Walt do? When one asks this question, we have to be sure exactly what is being asked. One version of the question is answered, Walt did what Walt would do. <laughs> Another version of that question might read, what should we do to make this experience as entertaining, enjoyable, and thoroughly satisfying to visitors and ourselves? Hmm. See, so, yeah, I think that's all thought-provoking, and then the imaginary people. He so are you going to stop reading there, because there's more to it? Just so we can. Oh yes, there's more chat. to it, but but that that's a don't you that's a mouthful. That's enough for us to chew on. But there's one thing here the guy said on the Imagineering blog. Tired uh, Oh, Tony Baxter calls himself a DF, by the way. He didn't call himself a fundamental. He called this. He I'm said a pure, fanatic. I'm as pure as Disneyland fanatics can get. Yeah, not a fundamentalist. A oh, fanatic. Right. There's, a, there's right. a fine line yeah, difference. I'm sorry, there. you're right. He's not a DF. That's a fundamentalist. Uh, where is it? There's a thing where he talks about. Oh, the question that Dave poses: Are we to blindly accept all revisions in Disneyland, good or bad? Because this is in the con the 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 context of Disneyland will never be completed. It will continue to grow as long as your imagination left in the world, right? That's one of Walt's statements. So the Imagineers, you know, translate that to Disneyland is not a museum. And this goes on to, he goes, are we to blindly accept all revisions of Disneyland, good or bad, from the nifty new fantasy land to the aesthetic assault of Winnie the Pooh and Tomorrowland 98, as if each new scheme were preordained by Walt? Well, come on. You know, here's my answer. You don't like it, don't pay the money, and don't come in. 
Well, You're not okay. suffering from attendance right now because no, if you've been to the park in the last few days, that it's was, a freaking zoo. That was a, that was what I was hoping to rant about tonight. Was well, we were supposed to go to the park, but someone's wife had more to say than yeah, the man of the house. Fine. So, um, <laughs> anyways, you know, this is the thing where I get I get stuck on. You know, even that um, no doubt song talks about how the you know the the mantra or the dream is so embedded in in the minds and the psyches of the employees that they they practically get on the ground and worship uh, Walt. Uh, it's, I mean, it's almost a cult-like following. Those, and we're, okay, when you say employees, you mean cast members. I mean, cast, the, you mean you mean people on the front line at Disneyland. Well, okay, the ones who buy into the whole Walt icon. Okay, and also cast members or also guests that buy into that. Um, they're, you know, it's 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 again, it's almost like the Da Vinci Code in a lot of ways, where what Walt was. And what Walt is made out to have been are two different things. The man was human. He cussed, he smoked, he drank. Sure. But his business was family entertainment. Okay? So let's not lose sight that he was a man, and the guy was in business to make money. I'm sorry if you think he was only in business to make families happy. So uh, maybe let me rephrase that. He had to make them happy to make money. Sure. But still, the bottom line is to make money. Yes, but he understood to make that money. They had, he, yeah. yeah, he had a product that I believe he thought he had a grasp on and he understood. That age-old question, what would Walt have done? Well, that's what this, that's what this studio suffered from in the 70s. There were still people around who knew Walt, and they were still churning out the same old stories in the movies uh, not much was happening in the park. It, the old question was, what would Walt do? And the question, the thing is, you never knew what Walt would do because he always came up with some new harebrained idea that no one thought would be any good. I mean, Disneyland was a harebrained idea sure. that worked. Okay, he he had attractions that didn't work and were ripped out. You know, year later, two years later. Jeez, Viewliner lasted a year. Yeah, but that you know that may not have been because it wasn't any good. But now he had the monorail, monorail. so you yes. know, give it the chuck. But you know, that that other statement that Imagineers use, Disneyland's not a museum, and they, they go back to the Walt mantra about it will never be finished. Well, that's that can also be an easy cover for when you screw up. Exactly. And, so I think, and, this, that's, a, and, and that's the base of this issue. Fine. Yeah, well, that's make, a double-edged sword, well, though. Make, because well, go ahead, go it, yes, make changes, but make good changes. You know. Okay, but, but remember, here, here's the thing that I'm... If you go back to that Reimagineering blog... You'll find that one of the guys posting there is an Imagineer. Is or is not? It is an Imagineer. Okay. And he his assignment was to do. Um, God, now I'm, I'm drawing a blank. It's at Epcot, the um, the thing where you leave your picture. What was that called? Leave a legacy. Leave leave a legacy. Okay. He was given an assignment. He did it to the best of his ability based on. The work he was given, the budget he was given, the guidelines he was given, is that what he wanted to do, rocks and all that kind of stuff? If I remember the blog right, no. He would have preferred something different. But that was his assignment. He did it to the best of his ability. You know, Braverman gets all kinds of hell for DCA. But again, how much control did he really have? Was he given an assignment? 
and he did it to the best of his ability based on the budget and the guidelines he was given, or was he truly the architect of of the park and the the uh, total scope and idea of it? I don't think so. He wasn't pulling the budget and the purse strings. He was being told and given an idea to do. Now, that may not sit well with some people because everybody thought when Braverman left was the best thing in the world. I think he got the short end of the stick. I was having lunch with a, a former Imagineer friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about uh, these kind of things. You know, Did Braverman get the short end of the stick? Did uh, Eisner actually help the company in, in the beginning? And we all tend to agree that where the big turnaround was or the change in the company focus was when Frank Wells died, a guy that not a lot of people liked, but he was the balance to Michael Eisner. He was Correct. the yin-yang, all that garbage. Yeah, yeah. They were so, a great team. They, they were a good team. Uh, Michael was a big kid. Okay, Wells was the guy that worried about the money. Not unlike Walt and Roy. Roy no, yeah. I, I, I'm not calling Eisner a Walt Disney. Don't, don't get me wrong there. But he had enough of a vision to see when to let the purse strings go sometimes or try. Now, granted, you may not like everything he did. He took what was really a boutique corporation and turned it into a worldwide mega corporation. Sure. So that still and, sits and, wrong with a lot of people, well, and that's partly what you might why? say is wrong. Well, that could be part. Why well, is, you keep why, cutting me up. No, no, it's your you, turn. It's your turn. Shut up for a second. Wait, wait, wait. Why is being a boutique, why is being a mega corporation bad for something that's a creativity-driven no, organization? No, that's what I was trying to get to when well, you cut me off. you're taking forever as usual. Plus, for some <laughs> reason, your gain just went way up and you're cutting in and out. I'm only oh, hearing parts of okay. your words. All right. Um, so maybe, hopefully, it's better in the recording than in my headphones. I don't think that's necessarily wrong or bad, but a lot of people don't think... That was right. They they blame a lot of what's wrong with the parks and the marketing and all that into the mega corporation because now with this mega corporation, you have a lot of stockholders and investors to please. Where when you were the boutique corporation, it was a much smaller uh, family of let's say of people and investors who may or may not have to be pleased. So willing to give you more chances. Yeah, it's a much different ball game, and especially in today's time. In the 60s, you had Walt. The 50s, you had Walt. And you he wasn't going to get the boot like Carl Karcher did with <laughs> Carl's Jr., okay? Um, or, you know, when Steve Jobs left Apple, or all those kind of things where the marriages go bad. People believed in Walt, and even though they thought he was nuts sometimes, they seemed to stick with him, and it worked out. Now we have a whole different ball game. I was listening to a podcast. I won't mention it, the name. They were kind of rant and raving about Epcot. They don't want to go there and be uh, educated. They just want to be entertained. And I, what I liked about early Epcot was the the uh, delicate balance of entertainment and education. Now it seems like we're going for I don't want to say the cheap thrill, but we're going for a little different thrill. Than education. Now, there again, there, there's a park that was designed literally by Walt's right-hand guys and did not follow through with anything of what Walt wanted. Epcot is uh, not even, That's you know, 10% of what Walt actually wanted. Nope. But they took some themes and some ideas of what he wanted and put it into a park to make money. Okay. Um, and, you know, a lot of these ideas that they're talking about, you know, 
Disneyland will never be finished, or uh, the World's Fair attractions have a permanent home at Disneyland. You know, all these concepts are really, you have to nail them down to Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. Because Epcot, the studios, Animal Kingdom, these are all, in my mind, they're all under a different umbrella of thought of how you entertain. Because Disneyland was to take you out of... Correct. Escapism. It was all right. about all about escapism. Right. Now, the other parks, I believe, have some of that uh, uh, quality to them. But when people say, hey, I can see outside the park or there's no berm, you can see right into the entry. So what? Disneyland has a different uh, model concept, excuse me, of its planning. You know, you, you go through the tunnels to leave the present and go into that escapism environment. Epcot, from the beginning, you've seen right into it. Yeah, so when well, I hear the complaints about California Adventure seeing right into it, but it's so not what? Disney, it's, not, Dis- it's not Disneyland, the, yeah. The Disney Studio does, Epcot does, Animal Kingdom really doesn't because there's so much damn foliage when you walk in. Goodness gracious, yeah. But, um, uh, okay. What are you doing? I put my adult beverage down on the table. Oh, okay. I'm drinking one for Walt. Good. I'm sure he's... you know, part, part okay. of his complications of death was cirrhosis of the liver. See, <laughs> so you want to want your role model then? Drink and smoke your way to the grave? Yeah, I see. i got to see how many more years I have left. I don't, don't know if that's enough. Okay. Uh, <sighs> all right. Getting back... <laughs> getting back to some of the questions that Rocco asked. Yeah, what, what, okay, ask you, me another question that Rocco a, asked. You asked to address what Walt would do, right? Yeah, you never knew what Walt would do. Okay, but it talks about relevance. You know, are the changes relevant? Okay, and I was trying to make a point that, yes, make changes to Disneyland. Disneyland's not a museum, but make the changes good. Don't... Who, who in here said that the public isn't stupid? Somebody in here, one of these blogs... Oh, yeah, I know. The they say the public isn't stupid. Well, if they're inter- not, why are they paying $64 a day to go to the park? Or or is it 59 or 64 I, saw, I, I don't know. But you I know, buy an annual pass. So I don't pay that much attention. But it's, at least, it's almost 60 bucks a day. If they're so stupid, or they're not stupid, why are they paying that much to pack into the park like a bunch of sardines with all the other smelly local gentry <laughs> and, and tourists that don't you know, uh, shave their pits, don't put on their deodorant, drive oversized strollers and electric vehicles because they're too lazy to walk. Why do you pay that kind of money for that kind of abuse? Uh, here it is. Rock you didn't answer my question. I just asked you. I why would they? Why do they do that? Because for for sixty four dollars, you know, absent the crowds, it's still good entertainment. It's and see, it's still have, better than the average amusement park. Yes, but, it is. Of course, and. You know, with, the, with Walt's guiding principle, I'm sitting here eating peanuts. There's got to be something that Dad could do with the daughters, and that you know the family could do everything together. Okay, you know what? But that lost it. I'm sorry, a long time ago, because e-ticket rides have not always been family friendly because Wait of height second. restrictions when, and things like that. Where was the first ride with the height restriction? Ah, uh, it was not the Matterhorn. Nope. Um, We've talked about it guess, before on this show. I'm going to guess Space Mountain. Yes. When did Space Mountain open? 1977. And how many years after the park was that? 22 years. 
Yeah, well, again, so time 20, changed. People okay, start suing. Fine. Okay, but fine. 22 years of... Think about every, that. Wait, wait, no wait, no high-through restriction on the Matterhorn. Would you take your, your infant on the Matterhorn? No. No high-through restriction. No, but that's where you know the public said... Did you just toot? No, I didn't. Oh, what the not, hell are you talking about? like you just farted. <laughs> that would be pretty hard for my microphone to pick that. Well, that, that that's why I was surprised because I figured, is it that loud? God, that must be. Okay, a stop it with your sophomore crap. Just <laughs> anyway, twenty-two years. You know the 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 public sense was I'm not taking my baby on that thing. I could drop them or whatever. Okay, but every attraction, everybody could go on it. For twenty-two years, there was not a single attraction at Disneyland where not everybody in the family could go on it. Oh, oh right. if, what if you had motion sickness? Could you go on the teacups? Well, that's a, that's a physical limitation. That's uh, not not everybody can go on. But it. that's not Disneyland telling you not to go on it. <laughs> I'm just yanking your Gosh. chain. Gosh, I'm trying to be all inclusive here. You know, oh, some fine. people. You know, but okay. Well, we can look at a current example: Mission Space. They give you the light. I like version. Mission Space. Yes. Woo-hoo. Okay, but they give you the light green version. Now everybody's going. Ah, uh, blows. Yeah, we'll every, probably do every, it so I can podcast about it, but I'm going on the Balls Out original attraction. You know, I'll go on the little, what is it, the green team just to see what the hell it's about. How many times, but it's history repeating itself. They make the thing completely family-friendly, the line's out the ass. They make is it, it? Well, you saw the pictures. I didn't see squat. I didn't on see anything DPN, in there that made me look like There's the a trip report. It might, it might even come from Jeff, where the green team, long line, orange team, no line. Wait, wait, wait. I was just reading a blog that says everybody's in one line till a point, at a certain point where they split it up, or is it the fast pass? They all I, go through the... I don't remember. I'm not going to look at it. Yeah, it's right because now. people are wusses. They don't, they're, they're, now they're all scared. They think everybody's dying yeah, on that ride dying or something. On, but still... Yeah, nobody dies on that ride. Yeah, nobody dies at Disneyland, yes. Or Disney World. But the point being still that you make it for everybody, everyone will go on it. You make it for only one segment of the family, not everyone's going to go on it, and maybe no one goes on it. Every time they make something for everybody, it's crowded. Come on, look at all the G-rated movies out there. Well, it is it is a, a known fact. It's It can be proven that G-rated movies, family you know, family-rated movies, because I'll go PG on some of them, make more money than all your R's combined. Sure. And and same with attractions. You, they, they're learning. Learn from the history. Learn from the history. That's all okay, I'm let's sorry. let's look at that, though, because, I, you know, I, there's, some, there's some stuff on these blogs about... Um, Tiki Room, you know, Walt's original animatronic. Oh, I mean, it's this is like the holy grail. Exactly. But and in this sense, it's not a person. It's not a cup. It's it's an attraction. But the holy grail of Disney animatronics. At Disney World, they couldn't keep the butts in the seat, so they came up with a light version, no, if I you made will, it worse. a no, it's contemporary a version. version. It's a stupid... It and sucks rocks. People... I mean, I, I went in it. People were in it. It wasn't full, but it was, you know, it's... The one at Disneyland, I jammed. really think some of the... Some of the uh, After the rehab? The jammed. lines picked up because of the nostalgic rehab. Before the rehab, I'm not going to say that the place was packed. I nope. mean, it still got people in it, but nope. it sure wasn't packed. But after they cleaned it up, boy, oh boy. Well, like I say, is it nostalgia, or is it because people genuinely like the attraction? My kids are bored with it. Well... My kids will be bored with it at some point. Right now, they still enjoy it. So, you know, it's actually you know, uh, actually trying to make them think the birds are real. 
You're, <laughs> you're sick. <laughs> Got to get you jolly somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I used to do that to my kids. Hey, you know, the sky's red. No, it's not as blue. No, they're lying to you at school. It's really red. <laughs> they're lying to you at school. So that's, <laughs> it's all a, con- that's, a government conspiracy. That's twisted. <laughs> well, like I tell you, you know, my, my one daughter likes uh, Wendy's, and I, I can't stand Wendy's. And I said, you know, yeah, cows, when they make meat out of cows, it's round. That's why hamburgers are round. Okay? And, you know, chicken nuggets and their strips and all that, but square ones, that's monkey meat. Okay. It's not cows. And pigs, you know, pigs are round like sausage or maybe strips like a bacon, a square that's a monkey. That's how you tell monkey meat from cow meat. That's funny. It's a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> what part of a monkey square? That's what I want to know. It doesn't matter. It's the delineation between how you know one slab of meat from the next slab of meat. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just too funny. It must be late because it's not that funny. Oh. Anyways, um, you know, not everything. Walt. Okay, my kids don't like. Um, think. Yes, it's family friendly. Lincoln. I go in it because I'm, you know, Mr. Patriotic, Mr. History. I like all this stuff. I go in it. I'm still moved by it when I see it. My kids are like, oh, okay, do we we have to sit through this? Hall of Presidents. Was not packed. Had a lot of people in it. I, I mean, I'm blown away by it. I actually still hear people, heard people gasp. You know, they saw them all and they're moving and all that. But the place wasn't full. Um, I love the audio animatronic attractions. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't mean they're full. All right. Okay. Splash Mountain is that family friendly? It's got a height limitation. Yes, it does get packed, but it, you can't take the whole family on it. After they see, reach a certain age. Whoa, 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 whoa! You you, you said if they did G-rated attractions that you know. The whole family went on. The whole family cannot go on that from, you know, from birth. No, because there's a 40-inch height restriction on it. Right, but you could go to Fantasyland, ride every one of those rides from birth. Sure, there's a lot other... <laughs> What's your point? Don't generalize, because... I wasn't generalizing. You uh, said all the G-attractions that all the people can ride on. That's no, not true. I did not say that. Yeah, you know, I, you said hi- I, I said I said... Uh, family attractions are ones that no one's restricted from going on. But you say uh, when they build those, they're packed. And I'm saying there's there's a ride that's packed. Oh, it's no, no, no. It's a thrill ride. Okay. No, no. I didn't say when they build them, they're packed. I said my point about being packed was mission space. You open it up to the entire family. Now it becomes packed. When we were there in August, was mission space crowded or not? No. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. We got fast passes to go on that thing. No, test track was what we needed fast passes for. Test, well, there's, okay, there's another good example. Now, when I was at spring break, Mission Space was packed. We went through the queue out to the back. There's a little, like, kind of hidden queue out the back area. It was a zoo. When we rode on Mission Space, I think we got fast passes to go on that, didn't we? Regardless, no, there was still I don't, a little bit of a line. Okay. Now, by then, somebody may have already died, I don't remember, but not the point. If you want to go <laughs> sit, I mean, they might as well kept Mission to Mars for what they're doing to Mission Space, because they're dumbing it down so much, They, I'd say they might as well just put Mission to Mars in there. It's, I mean, so why ride on it? Whoopee, I get to push some buttons and watch a really bad CGI video. You might as well get the thrill part with it. I mean, come on. Yeah, okay, you're right. Uh, test track, crowded as hell. Not a family-friendly attraction. Correct. What's what's the height limit? Forty inches? 
36 inches, 48, I don't know. For what? For what again? A test track. Oh, 44, I think. The Damn. same as Mission oh. Space. I'll give you a, I'll give you the ultimate fa- family-friendly attraction that you you pick it. Epcot. Totally family-friendly, no line. Uh, Spaceship Earth. Wrong. Totally family-friendly, no line. Spaceship. Yep. That doesn't describe Spaceship Earth. Uh, no, because I've stood. I've I've had Spaceship Earth be no line, and I've had it be line. Okay. Okay. Was I wrong so, in saying it's family-friendly? No, no, no. I, I totally agree it's family-friendly, but okay, not but the one that I'm okay. going for that okay. never has a line. Family-friendly never has a line. Imagination. Bingo. Well, that's because they jacked it up. Well, it sucks, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's family friendly. <laughs> well, it was family friendly before they screwed it up, too, so what's your point? <laughs> My point is family friendly doesn't mean that people will stand in line for it. Not necessarily, you're right. But thrill, where some people have to wait, they will stand in line for it if it's the right thrill and it's done right. I actually think Disney might do themselves a disservice with all the the bad hype and the the red team, green team, whatever the bull crap is with Mission Space, uh, especially to spend that much money. And they spent $130 million on that stupid thing. You, you might as well let it run at full capacity. Okay, wait a second. I, I'm looking at the trip report that Jeff from Houston posted the day after they opened it. Would you believe anybody from Houston? Come on. All right. Anyway, <laughs> he has a question. The, the, the most important thing he noticed, almost everyone was in the less intense line. There were only about eight people in the intense line, and the less intense line filled the main pre-show load area. Here's a pick of the crowds for the less intense version. It seems as if this will work wonders for the attraction. It looked as if the two chambers on the left were for the less intense and the two on the right for the intense. Oh, good. Experience. Then I can ride it multiple times and not have to wait. Woohoo! Good. Okay, fine. Anyway, the point being, open up you the entire the family. Is? And I'm looking They've at this picture. I see little kids in line. Well, they of course could. you have little kids in line now. That's what it that should be the toddler line now. But they didn't have to. <laughs> they didn't have to close down the centrifuges. I mean, they got 130 million dollar centrifuges sitting there, maybe rocking back and forth, letting you push a button. Uh, I still think that, you know, when when I wrote it and they said, you know, if you, if you feel like this is too intense, you know, that lawsuit, I read that whole thing about the lawsuit, a bunch of bullshit. They gave you a, more than ample opportunity and warning that that was a pretty intense attraction. Okay, what Greg's so, alluding to is that the lawsuit says they weren't warned enough. Yes. Okay. Regardless of that, there is a thing like, you know, if you, you can't make the flight, you want to go to the, you know, they gave you the impression that at the end there was some kind of similar experience where you could experience the attraction nope. without being on the centrifuge. <laughs> nope. Not at all. There's showed a bunch the, of interactive showed, things. Showed you but the isn't door. <laughs> that where they could have done what I was saying, a non-moving portion where you can get in the box, watch yeah. the two stupid CGI video, yeah. and kind of have that experience? It's something I've been ranting about with other attractions, with ADA and all that, equal access. If you can't put them in it, try to get them some something. You know, uh, video version of it where they can go in and try to get some kind of semblance of what an attraction is without actually having to be on it. Uh, I, just, I don't know. I, I I think Mission Space is suffering from really bad press, and Disney oh, gave it over. Definitely. I'm saying, oh, you know, they're saying, oh, it's not too intense, but uh, since everybody's complaining, we'll just do it the other way. First, I mean, it's historical, uh, though. I mean, they've never done that for anything else. It is historic. It's hysterical <laughs> more than it is historical. Well, 
it's um, I mean, if, if they did this for Space Mountain and Matterhorn and all the other places people have had, uh, let's say, what? inspired their death. I won't. You know, <laughs> they never die at Disneyland. They started. Uh, they, they, they might start going they, downhill there, but they they got the process started. <laughs> well, you know, I I gotta say now that the one with Big Thunder that that one I believe was pronounced dead on the scene. And, you know, and the, no. the Columbia might have, too. Oh, jeez, that guy uh, so. was gushing blood all over the place. Yeah, well, the guy at uh, the guy at Big Thunder wasn't exactly, uh, you know, a pretty in, sight he either. He was in pieces, I thought. Oh, okay. But, you know, they never closed that ride down. They didn't change it. Well, all they, they went back and safety checked it, looked for all the welds and, you know, did all that yeah, stuff. But, but in general, the attraction has not changed. No and more again, break zones, no less drops, no none no, of that well, crap. Yeah. Because the attraction is designed to do its speed based on all those break zones, all those drops. Yep. To change that means changing the whole entire ride. Now, granted, I thought this was a perfect opportunity to tear that attraction down and go to something different. But no. But yet, yeah, Mission Space will just, you know, we'll spend $130 million for centrifuges to sit there. Nice. Yeah, okay. Now, so as a stockholder, yeah, you're pissed off, right? People aren't going. People aren't using it anymore. But, you know, on the, on the turn side, if, if, if Jeff's really right and the long line is for the wuss version, that just means more rideability for me on the other sure. one. Because the only reason I wouldn't go multiple times sometimes is if I had to wait long lines. Well, I'll ride yeah. both. I'll ride I'll ride. Well, the, I'll ride the big boy version for myself, and take the kids on the little kid version. Yeah, go wet your pants on the little version. I'll <laughs> I'll go ride it simply, f- unless it's a it's a it's a Mondo line. I'm not going to wait. But if it's a short line, so I can come back and say whether or not I was wrong or right for the podcast, I'll experience. Oh, okay, it. jump on the grenade for the team. Good idea. Exactly. Okay. But, urgh, that kind of stuff. Just you know, the cave in and the. You know, this false ideas of Walt and all that bull crap. Now, granted, I didn't know the man. I have met people who did know the man, who had talked to him curse, you know, uh, you know, uh, cursorily or, uh, she can't yeah. say that briefly. Word. You know what I mean. How about briefly? Briefly. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I was going for that big word and I couldn't okay. do it. Um, I don't know. It's just, you know, again, false, false ideas of what people were like. It's like our, our founding fathers. You'd think they were demigods or something. I mean, they were just guys that put on their pants the same way as we do. Sure. Uh, sure, they had to button everything up because they didn't have zippers in those days. Yeah, but, you know, one leg at a time. They, they were hang- men. They were fallible. But they didn't uh, hang their ass out on the line for something uh, big. They sure did. Though, you know, the more I read about Alexander Hamilton, what an ass. You know, and he's just... Didn't he get what he deserved? Yeah, Is he that, did. Okay. Yeah, without uh, Aaron, Aaron Burr. Burr. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But he, he screwed over one of my favorite guys, John Adams. So... He was a right. jerk. Anyways, uh, would, would, so <laughs> so what? What were you going to say? Go well, ahead. I'm I was going to say we should wrap. Why? Yeah. I'm having fun. This is good. I, I finally got my blood pressure up a, again talking okay. about Disney. I thought it might be the technical difficulties helping well, you Well, that out too. There. Yeah, we're having a lot of problems in the studio with Mike's recording equipment. It just wow. blows tonight. So. It's temperamental. Um, yeah, it's All temper. Right. Well, fucking more. Uh, oh. Well, let's see. Let's okay. Let's you know. Let's get on to the lighter side. Let's do some pre-trip reports. And again, free, free plugs for my wife's website of kmnbooks.com for her book Lost in the Mist of Time. Um, pre-trip report. Guess who's going to Walt Disney World? Woohoo! That's me. Okay. I, I can't do the Lou dance on a podcast. <laughs> did you see his last podcast? Yes, I saw. 
<laughs> white men can't dance. That's uh, he didn't do the white man overbite though. I don't no. think I saw the white man. It was overbite. funny though. He was like putting on his glasses and you know pointing at his oh. you know peeps out there. It's just kind oh, of that's funny. very funny. Yeah, I I like Lou's sense of humor. It's very twisted. Um, did you listen to him talk about how he wanted to <laughs> spit on that dude's car? I was actually hoping he'd do it. <laughs> You know what's so funny? You talk about the kind of family-friendly vidcast, and then you got to hear the other side of Lou, the evil Lou, uh, wanting to spit. I mean, that sounds like me, the days I used to hang out the window and flip people off and yell at them when we were okay. driving. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wait, but what you're leaving out is, you know, <laughs> Greg's doing that when there's a rash of freeway shootings in the Southern California area, and you never know who's going to pull out a freaking double-barrel 12-gauge. And you flipping them off. That was my biggest concern. You could be an ass all you want. I just didn't want any buckshot coming our way. You know, you're such a wuss for having served our country in, you know, the second finest uniform of all the services. Second finest. <laughs> well, Air Force Blue's the best, baby. Oh, yeah. You know, That's not even a real military. Don't that Navy white stuff, you know. Half you guys can't even swim. It's I don't not, know you're in the it's Navy. It's not Jeez. even a real military. Oh. It's the country what, club. What could be any better six than week that? Boot camp. What the hell's that? What six week boot camp? That was intense, man. No, that was it was intense. not. It was not. Hey, you know if the hot tub wasn't warm when we See, got done with all our workouts, it's not even a military. <laughs> it's a fake military. It's the only branch. It's the only branch of service that does not allow everybody to do their main mission, which is strategic. What? Okay, everybody's a pilot in the air force. Oh wait, you're, you're saying everybody's a grunt in the army? Everybody's a grunt in the army. Everybody. Wait, goes, wait, 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 wait. Everybody goes to sea in the navy. But and not everybody's a pilot in the navy, or I'm sorry, an aviator. No, but what's the navy's thing? It's protecting the sea lines of communications. Everybody can go on a ship in the navy, even the girls now. Yeah, that's so. Well, I better not say that. Yeah, the air that's force. That just that just seems odd for those guys who spend a, bunch a lot of, of time in the navy. Snobs. That's not even a real military. Don't get me. Hey, started. but you know, in some way, everybody supports those pilots. Flare to land, squat to pee. That's all there is to say. Hey, first in, or last in, first out. <laughs> exactly. Got to be something why, said about that. Why bother? <laughs> <laughs> to support you, poor guys on the ground. You back know? back when back when it was the Army Air Corps it was a real service. Now it's nothing. Oh, you guys, you okay. blow. You Navy hat. You know, if my dad hadn't have been in the Navy and served in Korea, not even under fire, I would call you the biggest wuss in the world. <laughs> but not since even, my dad. Was a Navy Not man. Not even a hundred years of, a of tradition. Eh, come back. And he actually a... served. You, you know, you just floated around on a big, uh, big boat. Hey, I qualify for American time. Legion membership. You qualify for what? I qualify for American Legion membership. Do you? Yeah. Well, so why? You. you were in the same time I was. What so did you do that? You American to... Legion? Yeah. I, 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 we don't qualify for veterans of foreign war. No, but American Legion. Now, if I would have went to Honduras. Or what was the other one that happened when I was in? I just Grenada. Thank you, thank you. I didn't have to go. I mean, I would have if they called, but I didn't have to do that. I got discharged the day we invaded uh, Iraq the first time. (laughs) So um, we qualified. I mean, I have have to join American Legion. When did you actually? What was your date of entry into the? the Um, November of 1984. Oh, then you don't qualify for American Legion. When did you go in? I entered the service in active duty in November of 82. Oh, you were in a couple of, Yeah, Yeah, I might not, because I looked into some of those, because one of the guys I worked with at Disneyland who was a, 
uh, VMF, was that right? Veteran Foreign? VFW. Yeah, uh, VFW, I'm sorry, VFW and American League. He tried to get me to join a couple, and I, I got, you know, the papers came in, and I was like, God, every time I read this, it doesn't look like I qualify. They have very specific dates. Yes, to, yes. To the American League, and the, and the dates I qualify under is like uh, sometime uh, um, June of 82 through July of 84. And, which is you know, Lebanon, and how they which picked the time that? What Lebanon? was going on between June of 82? Lebanon. Beirut, Lebanon. When did the Marine oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But I wasn't during Grenada, and that doesn't count for uh, nope. for some of the... Uh, you know, the, the point is, I would love to join any veteran thing I can. I, I'm still qualified as a veteran. I can get my veteran's license plate. I can go get my veteran medical care, all that crap. <laughs> as, if that, as if you want that second-rate crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I had one of the guys asked me, when a, a guy that had, he was... Uh, Got out of the Navy is uh, E8. He's like he looked at my veteran card and it had an A rating on it. He says, "How the hell do you get an A rating? You only did four years." I said, "Hey, I'm not arguing. That's just what they gave me. Okay, that's my card." <laughs> so, I've I've used it once when I right when I got out of the service, I went to see the dentist in Long Beach, had a checkup, did all that and stuff just to get registered. Haven't been to a veterans hospital since. That hospital is now a shopping mall. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Hey, you know, I've seen too many of those movies about the veteran hospitals. To yeah. You want to go to? Nope. Uh, not right. unless I don't have any medical care anywhere else. Am I going to go to a veterans hospital? And, uh, all right. I think we've kind of got off the subject here. You think? Yeah. Um, but any more any more plugs you want to do before hey, we sign off? W- Walt served in the army, so you know that's there's some correlation there. Yeah. He was a veteran of Foreign ambulance War. Ambulance driver, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, the good thing he wasn't an ambulance chaser, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> very funny. Um, let's okay, see. So Cheap plugs. Uh, Imaginarymyway.com yeah. and the podcast and all that stuff. DPN. Karen's, Karen's oh, book. Oh, we, wait, we didn't we get back to We were talking about the trip. Yeah, Karen's book. Oh, yeah. I will oh, be there report, August yeah. 26th through September 1st. So if anybody... Uh, is going to be there at that time. Lou and I are going to cross over a couple days when he's there. I will be at the Grand Floridian. And I was thinking, because I think Lou, what did he tell me? He might be a pop century. I'm thinking I might have him come over to the Floridian and let's hang out, hang out there at the big hotel. Uh, and if anybody else, by then I probably will have my Measuring My Way T-shirts, so I'll probably wear those a few days. Uh, unfortunately, our MiceCast T-shirts we have a pending right now on our logo. Yeah, I think uh, we have so to switch service because, like yeah, Brad did. Cafe. Yeah, ca- ca- oh, by the way, there's the plug. Cafe Press for Imaginary My Way. It's under IMW2. There was already an IMW, so I am IMW2. I want to keep it short. Type in Imaginary Wait, My Way out every time. It's a little long. Plug in merchandise. So. Okay, the podcast I can handle, but the merchandise. Come on. Hey, bite me. Yeah, okay. How come there's not a link on our website to my website? That's a good question. I'll fix that tonight. The web, the webmaster should fix that. I'll fix yeah. that tonight. And yeah, you do that. And then, I'll, then I won't have to plug it anymore because when we plug our website, then people will find it oh, there. Oh, yeah. All right. So we start, like that's going to stop me, right? Yeah. So, we start so trip report, I will be there. I told somebody on the uh, DPN, which I planned to, and I talked to to the wife about it again tonight, the at doing the uh, tour steam for the train. steam trains. Yeah. I'm I'm digging that. We're probably gonna do that that uh, the one at the land too. That sounds like it'd be kind oh, of fun. Oh, the gardening so, tour. That's a freaking long tour, but it sounds like it'd be tour. yeah. It sounds like it'd be fun. If the Mandarin Mini can do it, I think I can <laughs> do it. Um, right. What else? Um, Before we start rolling into the 
Yeah, you know, all that exit music, music and all well, that kind of crap. I'm trying to think. You're going in December. December. You may be there during that Diz Fest or Mouse Fest yes, or whatever. Yes, I'll be there for a couple, freaking fest is couple going days on at that of the time. Mouse Fest. A bunch of DFs going to be at it. That's scary. Uh, it's not going to be DFs, man. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Did you see that one email from that Lou guy who was like, you know... Are you somebody I met? One time I went to one of these things and I met some fans and I didn't want to do that again. Might be some... <laughs> well, yeah, well, either way. Yeah, either way. Um, well, uh, wait, we are planning... Okay, MiceCast tentatively is planning on being at Disneyland in the evening of July twenty. June. I'm sorry, June, June 24th. Is that correct? Six. Is that the right day? 26th, Monday... Jeez, I can't get anything right. The 26th, which is supposed to be opening day for Pirates. Pirates. Though the premiere is two days earlier, my guess is it may be soft opening for invited guests because they're doing the premiere on the 24th. That's what I had wrong, right? The yeah, yeah. The premiere is the 24th. I, I'm kind of surprised that they'd open it on a Monday and not a Saturday. So I'm not really yeah. sure what's going down there. We well, some of us plan on being there on the 24th. And my family, I'm not sure if I'm one of them, because I hear it was a zoo the last time they did this. So I'm not sure if I want to get in to the middle of a DF zoo. <laughs> but okay, but yeah, the 26th of June, uh, we'll, we'll also now you know post it on the board that uh, we're going to try to ride pirates. I don't know if we're going to grab some audio or not. We'll right. try. We got the Eye River. We'll, we'll try to do we'll, our unique style of we'll podcast we'll while on right comment. Through. We'll definitely comment on what yeah. we're seeing. So uh, look for a handsome Navy or a handsome uh, Air Force uh, guy and a kind of uh, you know a not so handsome Navy guy. You know, Navy guys have a look to them. That's that's Mike. Sure. Uh, the dashing debonair pilot type, though I wasn't a pilot. That'd be the Air Force type. That'd be me. Fake so. military. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you tell that to every grunt on the ground that we've you know, they're guarded not fake his ass military. with You're fake military. They have their own air cover, the real grunts do. Yeah, that stuff's not air cover. All right. A-10, that's the only air cover. That thing's a, that, that's an animal. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap up. Ah, before, but I'm having so before, much fun. Before we tempt, oh. before we tempt the, the, the gods and the machinery. And have oh, while, while it's still recording yes. this time? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you, you got to upgrade to Send a Send us an email, please. Mike at micecast.com. Greg, or Greg at micecast.com. Okay. You can find us at www.micecast.com. You can we have discussion forums on the Disney Podcast Network. Um, voicemail line two zero six six hundred mice. That's two zero six six zero zero six four two three. Hey, are you gonna play that nice uh, voicemail we got? Uh, no. Next week. Yeah, next, next time. show. Yeah. yeah, maybe there'll be some other mailbag things we can do. Maybe some people send us some commentary that they'd want us. They won't want their. Yeah, stuff. since that mailbag is getting so big, maybe we yeah. could do a mailbag show. It's yeah. been a while, um, and I think that about uh, takes care of the housekeeping. Is there anything else? No. Other than you know, to the other uh, DPN podcasters, since we're on a semi roll of podcasting vacation, any of those. Uh, you know, like say Zippity Doo Pod, Earl, see Character Breakfast. There's a few of you guys. 
Uh, anybody oh. that wants to come on, just do a, a friendly, fun chat so we can go on podcast vacation again. <laughs> um, we'll definitely have to do it right before I go on the trip. Okay. Um, <laughs> or save something Stock for Stock something then. up. Yeah. But, Bob, I'm calling you out, Bob. Oh, yeah. We want Bob because I want to hear about the dark side of Lou. Yeah. We, anybody Bob. that can hawk a loogie in somebody's car because of a little road rage <laughs> and then yeah. put on a family show like he does... Yeah. Every week or month or so, whenever you guys get around to it, I got to hear the dark side of Lou. We also want to know about Bob too, though. We yeah, do. Bob is kind of like the uh, I want to don't as may not be right okay. the Costello yeah, of uh, no, the no. podcast. You know, he's kind of like Penn and Teller. He's the quiet one. <laughs> Doesn't say okay. a lot. All right. But well, yeah, the challenge is down. We're throwing down the gauntlet, Bob. Anytime come on, you're ready. Bob. Come out. We're calling you out of the. Vidcast closet to come talk to us. But it wasn't fun. It was fun talking to Lou. It was fun talking to Brad. We thank them both again for taking the time. Yes, it was. That, well, you, you forgot about Jeff. Yeah, but Jeff that's was old, our old hat. Yeah, we but we did talk to him. Oh, okay. don't, diss, don't diss the man that's hosting okay. us. All right. Jeff, thank you too. And, and, right. and Jeff, you know, a little adult beverage to you right here. <laughs> to you and Walt. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to. Uh, this I, is a good beverage. Good. I think we should wrap up and say good night. Good night. This show is a member of the Disney Podcast Network family, hosted by Jeff at Meandering Mouse. The DPN is a collective discussion forum consisting of some of the finest unofficial Disney podcasts available on the internet. Pay a visit to www.disneypodcastnet.com and join in on all the fun with your favorite Disney podcasters and listeners. <laughs> <laughs>